Well, welcome back. It's another episode of Watch This. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into TV shows and movies and whatever we're watching, and we want you to watch with us. And my name's James. And I'm John, and this week we're watching Westworld Season 2, Episode 7. Yeah, so if, you, if you've not watched Episode 7, do not listen to this podcast unless you want spoilers. And then, you know, whatever. That's that's up to you. But yeah, like if, if there you... There will be spoilers. If you actually don't want to watch Westworld or you just want to hear two people talk about it, if that, like, that's what you're into, then go ahead. Like, listen. Like, that's fine. I would love to know about someone who listens to this podcast but has never actually watched Westworld. They're just like, what you know, they think is good. this sounds fascinating. I don't want to watch <laughs> it, but I'm so intrigued. I just want to know what these two, you know, white men think about Westworld. Then this is a podcast for you, apparently. Also, that's right. Um, so, man, let's let's just go. Let's go into this thing because this episode was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> it was. Oh. It was. So, I guess we'll start off with. Um, uh, I guess do you want to kind of pick up with, with whose timeline i guess do you want to pick up with in this one? Oh man okay let's just okay let's start let's do bernard okay um because we we end episode six with bernard in the cradle he gets his head cut into and uh gets his little chestnut put in the little machine he's in the cradle he's in Sweetwater. he goes to the saloon sees none other than dr ford who says hello old friend that's the end of the episode. Crazy. So this episode, we pick back up. Yes, Ford is there. He's in the cradle. And he's talking to Bernard. And Bernard has a lot of questions for Ford. We all have questions for Ford. Yeah, we're all very and, confused. Yeah, it's confusing. Bernard's very confused. And for one of the, the... This episode was crazy, but it gave a lot of actual answers. And so Dr. Ford explains to Bernard what he's doing in the cradle, why he's in the cradle, and uh, what Westworld is. And basically, he says that Westworld is a place where they gather information and DNA and run tests on humans, and that the hosts are the constant, which was mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so this whole thing, and like, so the, like they, yeah. they, Bernard said he thought the loops were for the hosts, but it turns out the loops were actually so that the humans would have a control. So that nothing would be different yeah. when they test it out to try to figure out, you know, how people react in different situations. Yeah. So, you know, there there were several comments last season and maybe this season, too, like about the host being on the same loop for, you know, 30 years and all this stuff and the cradle. Like, so one thing that I kind of thought, too, was that the cradle was a place they talked about last episode for like testing. You know, they would test things for fidelity. They would test like the loops of the hosts. Right. But it seems like, oh, they needed to test that to make sure that nothing sort of, you know, like they had to sort of have everything in the right box because the hosts were the constant. So they couldn't insert a new storyline and mess up something else. Right. Because they needed that data, um, which is just kind of crazy because the whole time that's not really what they had us believing that no. was happening. No, it wasn't. So. The belief was that, the hosts were, you know, not nearly as advanced as they clearly are and that their brains were simple and you couldn't, if you tried to take them off the loops, they would get confused and, and start to wear down and break. But that's just not the case at all. Yeah, so Bernard is figuring this out via um, Ford in the cradle. And then Ford takes 
Bernard to Arnold's home in the in Westworld slash the cradle, which I'm not exactly sure if this home actually exists outside of the cradle. I sort of went back and forth on whether that, you know, like, you know, like, is there a recreation of Arnold's house in Westworld or is it just in the simulation? See, I kind of don't think there is one out in the real world at this, yeah. at this point because you got to think it's been, what, 50 years? Yeah, it's been a while. So he takes Bernard to a recreation of Arnold's house, and we realize that this is the place that Dolores had been testing Bernard for fidelity. Yeah. So in the beginning of the season, there are conversations where Dolores and Bernard are talking, but you're not, we weren't sure if it was actually Arnold and Dolores or it was Bernard and Dolores or like who it was. And then we find out in the last couple episodes that Dolores is testing Bernard for fidelity. She's running the, the simulation. And now we find out that it's in the house that is modeled after Arnold. And basically Ford is creating Bernard in a special way. Which is very interesting. So Bernard is kind of unlike any other host in that he's based off of Arnold, but he is not a copy of Arnold. No, he's not. So we talked so. about last week whether or not Bernard was actually Arnold's consciousness, put it like like what right. James Delos tried to be. Yeah, is um, he Bernard? But we find out he's not. And <laughs> he's, no. Ford even says like you and the host are very different in original work. You're not you're not people. They say that's that's why people won't work. Because they're not their own thing. They're trying to make a copy, and it just doesn't work. But with the hosts, because they're yeah. different, they're unique, they don't have to have that fidelity that they look for. Yeah, like basically the fidelity for a host pers- for a host being apparently is easier to get to than an, a human who tries to gain consciousness you know, inside of a, a robot host. Um, and so, yeah... So Bernard is sort of like, he is like Ford's ultimate creation in a lot of ways. And which is why he's so proud of him, which is why he cares so much about him. Ish. He also uses Ish. him for a lot of bad things. I mean, Ish is a very good way to put that. It's a, you know, Ford, throughout the story arc of season one and two, they've done an awesome job of making you love and hate Anthony Hopkins character for, for like, you're like, he loves the host. He hates the host. He's saving them all. He's killing them all. Like what, what is he doing? You know, like right. he, he can, his story arc is crazy and it's amazing. And he has a lot of great, you know, quotes from William Blake poems. And I mean, just, he's wild. So, so we uh, should mention that the reason yeah. Ford is in the cradle is because he says, basically his mind won't work. Like outside, like it won't work in a host body, right? Um, by itself, it'll it will it'll be the same thing that happened to to James Delos. Like it'll start to break down or go insane or or whatever else. Yeah. So one one thing that I like wondered about was how much did he know about um, you know, about Jim Delos and that project, and it sounds like he knew everything. Right. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like, like he was in the loop for sure. Well, you know that, like, and in season one, Ford alludes to things like, you know, people think that I don't know about all these things going on, but like, I know everything. You know, I am all knowing. Nothing happens in this park that I don't know about. Right. So and now that's coming true. So, <laughs> so Ford figures out that okay, so the brain won't work on its own, but it will work yeah. in the cradle. 
But then he figures yeah. out another fancy loophole. <laughs> yep. So he decides to go into Bernard. So we've been speculating <laughs> about is Bernard actually Bernard? Is it someone else? And yeah. we still don't know a hundred percent. Like at the at the beginning of the series when when he wakes up next to the beach, what's going on there? But right. we do know at this point yeah. Ford and Bernard are sharing a brain. Yeah. And Ford he is just, very much in control of that brain. Yeah, he Ford figures out that Bernard is too nice to do anything and to do what he needs him to do. And so, you know, we've seen we've seen which okay, so this is interesting. I just thought about this. In season 1, we see Ford controlling Bernard, you know, without being inside of him, but he tells him, you know, to kill Teresa. He tells him to, to take Elsie and tie her up, you know, like he pulls strings to make Bernard do stuff. And now he's taking that to a whole nother level <laughs> where he literally is inside of his brain pulling the machine gun trigger. <laughs> so I guess the question is, do you think at some point Bernard is going to be able to overcome Ford's control and kind of fight back? Yeah. You know, I don't know. He tells him that he has to suffer more for him to, you know, to get through this, that they'll make it through, but he's got to suffer. And then that the next question becomes, uh, what happens to Ford if Bernard pushes him out? Like if he, you know, if he gains enough wit about him to figure, to figure out how to sort of like remove that voice, yeah, where's is, Ford going to go? Is Ford just like taking a backseat ride at that point? Or is he, is he still in there at all? That's, that's, is a question. Because the cradle is gone. It's gone. So I guess we should jump over to yeah, we can go there. the Dolores timeline since we've hit, hit to that point. Yeah. So Dolores and her posse roll up in the train, train bomb that they made, and um, start inflicting harm on the Mesa, just taking out people. They steal the guards' costumes, or not costumes, but like clothing, tie them up, and shoot everybody else. Man, that was a, oh my gosh. So that was... That was rough. That was such a crazy scene because it seems like, you know, the backup, the people that are, you know, at the facility trying to get um, Flores' dad's brain out and stuff like that, they seem so in control and they even have like Mm -hmm. sensors that like alert them as to where the hosts are. But Dolores yeah. and her crew are still just a step ahead. Yeah, I'm continually shocked at how at how good, you know, like, you're like, how's Dolores and these hosts going to do this, right? Like, these are like trained military people. You know, this is a big operation here. Delos is like this huge company with all these assets. And, you know, the hosts have just taken over and they just continue to just like kick their butt, basically. And uh, Dolores has, shows no mercy and also, Teddy is now just, he's really bad. Teddy is the Terminator <laughs> now. He yeah. is he is like Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator 1. He's yeah. not like the, the nice, jolly guy in Terminator 2. No. He is Terminator 1. I'm here to kill stuff. Try and stop me. That is what he is doing right now. Yeah, he he's really uh he's really getting there. So so Dolores and her gang, they show up, start killing people in the Mesa. Um, th- they get to, uh, so while they're doing that, Angela, our sort of OG host, other than Dolores, who, you know, 
introduces herself to Logan when they invest in Westworld. She's one of the intake people, you know, for Westworld. And she goes to the cradle. She's looking at it. Uh, one of the Delos ho- uh, security guards comes in and finds her. And she does what Angela does, which is seduce them and, uh, you know, mess with them. And then while she has him off his guard, she pulls a pin out of a grenade from his belt and blows yeah. up the cradle. I mean, and says the best line ever Welcome to Westworld. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good. It, it was just one of those moments where the whole time, like, you, the viewer, knows what's about to happen. And you're just sitting there thinking, yeah. dude, like, this is not the time. This is not the place to be trying to yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. It, that It was like, on one hand, like, really? But that guy, okay, so that guy was acting like super cavalier this whole time. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, was he was like, yeah, we got all these robots. Yeah, we're good. You know, like, he, he was not taking any of this, like, that seriously. And so he was the perfect candidate to yeah, be he, taken advantage yeah, of. he was. For sure. He thought he so, had everything in control the whole time. So the cradle, the cradle is gone, at least that version, which anyone who works in IT knows that you got to have more backups than that. You better like, have a backup for your backups. you got to backup Come your on. backups on an offsite backup. Get out of here, but, especially Delos. But, there is a, but this, this does mean something, you know. There is some added sense of danger for sure now that this cradle is gone. Yeah, Dolores makes a, a really interesting um, comment when she's confronting Charlotte Hell and says, you know, our backups aren't an advantage. They're our chains. Like she thinks that now that it's blown up, now they're actually free. Yeah. And I struggle with that because I, I, this show brings up so many, like really like there's obviously all these deep questions in the plot line, but then it brings up these other really, really deep questions about like, what is consciousness and what is freedom and, what you know? How do we choose things? And and do robots have freedom? And even if they weren't on their loop, do they have like? Oh, it's kind of mind blowing yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> Too long, but um, I'm, you know, on one hand, I think that Dolores is woke, obviously in some ways, but then I just also wonder if she's just playing out a script still. Well, Ford said over and over again in this episode, and here's the thing: Westworld will lie to you so many times yes. that it's hard to take it seriously. But he did say over and over and again that this isn't any my story anymore. Like there's no story. Like they're they're just all doing whatever they want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the reason that I struggle to believe that is that like yeah, but what like doing what they want to do. But like, how do they choose to do anything? You know, like even if they're not on their loop, someone's not making them do that. They only know what they know. Yeah, and he's also saying that while, like, forcing Bernard to, yeah. like, kill people. So it's like, yeah, they, you, they're all free to do what they want to do. But also, Bernard, you have to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these hosts are free. Be free. But I'm going to need your freedom for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, so. For you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. So, okay, let's jump back to Dolores. She finds her dad, Peter Abernathy, yep. um, uh, stapled to the table. <laughs> and... Charlotte Hale and Ashley Stubbs are in there and uh they're they're having a disagreement. Uh Stubbs Stubbs gets mad at Hale and uh, he wants to know what's going on. And uh he says, "I want to know what you're doing with Peter Abernathy and why this all matters." 
She said, that's way above your pay grade. He grabs a gun, points it at Peter Abernathy's head and says, looks like I'm getting a raise. That was my absolute favorite <laughs> moment for him in this entire show. It was, good job, Stubbs. That was great. Um, but they get interrupted because... Because Dolores comes in and with Teddy. The, the showdown she has with Charlotte Hill is awesome. So that was super cool. Um, there was, you know, Charlotte Hale has been sort of a couple different kinds of characters in the show. Um, she's been really different this season than she was in season one. And now we see her, uh, trying to like talk to Dolores, like in this pretend like, Oh, Hey, Dolores, what's up? You're like cool and woke now or something. And you are crazy impressive. It's amazing what you can do. Yeah. You're, it's amazing what you can do. And she's like, eh, I'm not interested in your flattery. I'm going to take this saw and cut your head off. <laughs> yeah. She was like, ah, oh, you're used to being in charge. That's cute. You're not in charge here. Yeah. So, um, so, so they're, they're trying to work it out. They're trying to figure it out. Um, and then ultimately she ends up not actually hurting Hale. And somehow she and Stubbs both get away, which was I kind of, it was kind of hard to believe that in some well, ways, it, but it, they need to stay alive. So Dolores... Her dad wakes up and kind of snaps back to it for a minute. And so she walks away to talk to her father. At the same time, some of the soldiers show up and Teddy leaves the room to deal with them. And so Stubbs and Hale are like, ah, we'll just take the back door. Yeah, we'll just get on this elevator real quick. Uh, And then then Dolores doesn't shoot for like the first time ever, like is not good at shooting anymore and can't get them. Anyways, they get away. Dolores has a moment with her dad, and then she takes she takes his his uh, his brain. Yeah, his she, brain she cuts his skull open and rips his brain out. She does. So you know she has. It, it was it really was an interesting moment though because she has this moment with her dad. You know where there's like this connecting. You know he kind of like when also when Ford left the cradle into Bernard, it cleaned up the system again. Yeah, like the virus was gone. So. Peter has this moment of clarity. They have a they have sort of this meaningful conversation, and then Dolores does what she needs to do. Yeah, and so it, it's really interesting because as she's leaving the facility, she runs into Maeve. Um, yeah, who we'll get to, but they have a moment where Dolores basically like says that she is even more woke now because the yeah. kin that they gave us are just another rope they used to lash us down. Yeah. See, so, you know, Dolores is, continues her journey in, in wokeness for sure. And, you know, at the same time, Maeve is struggling in her journey because she gets all the things that she thought she wanted, but maybe not so much. Yeah. Actually. So let's talk about what happened to Maeve. Man, this. OK, so the last the last episode when when she see when she finds her daughter with her new mommy, which of course of course this girl has a new yep. mom, they wouldn't leave her on the homestead alone. But at the same time, I never really considered that, you know. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're so like, busy in her journey that you forget to think. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So what's crazy though is you know Ghost Nation comes, they're kind of chasing after her. They want to help. They want to help her, but she doesn't want that. So she she runs away with her daughter and runs and hides in this barn, where. Where I'm pretty sure that this was the place where the man in black killed them. Yeah. 
And then they're sitting there hiding out from the Delos people. And who walks in to that barn but freaking William, the man in black. Who is basically like, ah, Ford. It's Ford again. It has to be yeah. Ford again. And you know what? So, it probably <laughs> is Ford again, right? Like, why else would they happen to be there at that time? Yeah. Yeah, I... It, th- that one was I, I didn't really see that coming like I, I get the mom thing I get her kid not working out the way that she thought right and Dolores's comments about you know fam like they're struggling with like what is family but man the uh, that scene I did not see that coming the recreation of of Jimmy becoming or uh, William becoming the man in black right that right. that ex- experience was his turning point his black cat moment and uh, he gets forced into that. And so he's just like literally yelling at Maeve as, as if she's Ford. And she's like, I, I, I'm not. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then she shoots him. And then she shoots him. <laughs> yeah. Which was so good. <laughs> like, so he gets shot and then he goes to hide. And then she takes over some of his allies and they come and shoot him too. Yeah, and that was pretty crazy. So he is shot multiple times. And yeah. she's about to finish him off when Lawrence shows up. Yes. And so Lawrence has this this great opportunity where he's defending he's defending the man in black because in this in this leg of the journey, he has saved his family and done all these nice things for Lawrence and and kept him alive. And um Maeve Maeve lets Lawrence get a little woke. And invites him to get into his memories of some past experiences that he's had with William. Yeah, like when William slaughtered his family in front of him and told him he needed to suffer. Yeah. So he remembers that. And so he turns on William, (laughs) shoots him in the chest. Yeah, ouchies. And then the military shows up and they blast everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Including Maeve. yeah, Maeve, Maeve is not doing well. Man in Black's not doing well. Um, I think that Ghost Nation got Maeve's daughter because they also showed up. They grabbed her and took off. Yeah, they grabbed her and took off. I, I made a note of that. So I guess okay. the question is, did they save her? Is she safe? Um, yeah. Which I'm still not sure exactly what Ghost Nation's role in all this is. Yeah, so the next the next episode is all about Ghost Nation. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's like devoted to them. Okay, so and the, yeah, Maeve gets shot, and they're about to finish her off, but um, they get stopped by Simon. Simon stops them and says, "No, she's different. We like we need her." So he saves yeah. Maeve, which is crazy because uh, in in the first beginning of this season, Maeve saves Sizemore. But, you know, basically, like, she could have killed him, and she doesn't. He says, oh, you know, you need me. I have maps. <laughs> yeah. Which turn out that none of them are working. But, uh, you know, it's funny how now he is actually helping her. Uh, it's a pretty cool, like, turn during this season of, you know, Maeve using Sizemore for her good and, and his not death. But he really does save her. Yeah. You know from being killed and the cradle's gone. So if they had actually finished her off, which they totally would have the Delos people, like who knows what would have happened. So she is alive. Uh, when she meets up with, with Dolores 
back in the kind of garage area. Yeah, so I'm assuming that Lee Sizemore is going to, like, fix her or help her or heal her or something. Yeah, it would seem that way. I mean, yeah, that that's kind of what I gathered was, you know, they can fix them. And then, so the, the one one question is, uh, what what what's the man in black doing? Because they left him there. Yeah, he went and hi- he went and hid, so they didn't yeah. bring him. So because he was hiding behind some barrels and stuff, like how is he possibly not going to die? He got so, shot in the arm and the leg yeah. and the other arm and the chest. He's not doing well, you know. And and it's, you know, if someone finds him. You know, they might recognize like, hey, this is kind of the boss guy. We should help him. I'm sure there are like hospital type, you know, places around Westworld, like places that could do some sort of procedure. But where are those? And they don't know that he's out there. So here. So my guess is and this is just a guess is uh, because because his daughter left. He left his daughter. You know, she's around somewhere. Emily is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she's going to find him. And save him. Yeah, that's my guess too. Is that's going to be the moment she's going to come and save him and and do whatever she needs to do and and maybe you know maybe <laughs> I don't think this. I think this is almost too cheesy. Maybe that's his journey all along mm. to reconnect with his daughter. <laughs> that sounds like a Hallmark card. Actually, <laughs> the friends we made the, along the way. All this, this show and all this violence and like craziness, and then like the the last episode is just. And and the real journey was in your heart. That's right, and just the you know the reconnection of loved ones that have that have you know you've not seen in years. <laughs> yeah, you know you know uh, William does have you know we've seen him already in the season like walk into some random building and like reach behind some boards and grab some supplies. Like he he has stashes of things all over the park. Yeah, he knows where all the he emergency knows, like medical I, stuff I also, is. I also wonder if he's wearing some sort of like you know, like protective stuff on his body. Maybe, but you know, there was definitely like, blood. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's not doing well. No. But like when he got shot in the stomach, like I just wonder if it's like if it went through him or if it just like is hurting, you know, like. I, sure. I don't know. I, I, I just wonder if it's as bad as it looked or if he just is in pretty rough shape. I just that that can't be the way that he goes like. There was a moment where I thought Mavis is going to kill him, yeah. and that's going to be his loot. Like he's going to finish; it's going to end where it begins and begin where you know, like he's going back to this moment. And I'm like, holy cow! Uh, but then that didn't happen. And I'm like, eh, they can't just leave him in the beside the barn. No, like, they that's, can't. That's not going to. There's got to be some more to his story, and I assume that we'll find out maybe before the season's over. We might not see him again until next season. Yeah, you know, they they definitely have season 3 and so they don't they don't have to tell us anything. Cuz I mean <laughs> they don't. Think of all the people who disappeared like with episodes left in season 1 that didn't reappear until this season. Yeah, uh like Stubbs, uh Elsie. Yep. <laughs> Those are two big ones yeah. that really it was like they're definitely dead and people, you know, a lot of people were like writing online and in podcasts and the, the mantra kind of became like, unless you see their, you know, basically like head chopped off or their skull hit the floor, like let's not count them out of Westworld. And that seems silly because like what Elsie's totally gone, you know, but eh, she wasn't. No, so so. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Some of those people in the, you know, and, and Maeve's daughter 
and all that stuff. <sighs> I don't know. Maeve has had an interesting journey. You know, she has had the honestly one of the most like wild story arcs yeah. from an internal perspective of anyone. Sure. Well, and I think from an external perspective is too, she's crossed sure. into different worlds and think about it, she, she battled samurai this season. Yeah. She beat the Shogun. Yeah. I mean, she, she's like, she's like winning, beating everyone in mortal Kombat. Literally. Um, she has all the power moves, you know, That's and, right. uh, she's, she's super woke and man, I mean like, Gosh, she's just experienced so much like trauma and difficulty, and she's tried, you know, all these things that she's done to get her daughter back, who has a new mom, who they get attacked by the man in black. Now her daughter's gone with Ghost Nation. She doesn't know who that Ghost Nation is good or some like there's some weird stuff with her and Ghost Nation. I'm assuming that we're going to learn about all this next week in the next episode. Yeah. So. We should mention also about Bernard, by the way. His cover is yeah. blown. Everyone knows he's a host now. Yeah. So at the, at, at the end of the episode, um, well, really at the beginning and the end are, are sort of bookends of of the most present-ish timeline. Yeah. You know, and then the, the middle's kind of a few days earlier. So they're talking to Bernard. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about this at the very beginning of the episode. Um the, which is actually later in the show, but at the beginning of the episode, they take Bernard. They take Bern, Bernard and Stubbs are having a conversation, and they end up taking them to one of Ford's like hideout houses, you know, where he has his little secret lab where Teresa was killed. Yep. And they're trying to figure out if Stubbs or Bernard killed Teresa. And while they're doing that, they find a secret passage and find a hallway to a big room full of Bernards. Yes. <laughs> It was like a Christmas with Bernards. Which are the Bernards that Ford mentions that he tested over and over and over again. So Yeah. Um, so I wonder I, I for a minute I wondered if there were ever multiple Bernards in existence at the same time. But I think that they were just versions. Yeah, I think so too. Ult- ultimately. Um and backups. Because yes. like, you know, there was a time when Ford like made Bernard blow his brains out. <laughs> In the in cold storage. Yeah, so um the end of the episode they're they're kind of torturing him trying to get information out. And yeah. they say like it looks like he's trying to debug himself. Yeah. Yeah. Which may be of Ford potentially. We don't we don't know for sure. Yeah. And so they're doing some really crazy stuff to him. Basically they're waterboarding him in his mind, which was weird. And also, someone took a screen grab of the of like their iPad that had all the things they could do, and it was things like rip out fingernails and like all these terrible oh like torture things that they could do to the to the hosts without actually touching them, just in their sort of like you know in their brain. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. It was like pretty insane. So uh, Bernard tells Charlotte Hale where. Where they need to go. They t- he says they need to go to Sector uh, 16. Yeah, that's where Peter Abernathy's uh, brain is. Yeah. But- and so, but, but I wonder, because I went back and watched this scene again, and I just wonder if, if Bernard is actually being honest, because he's not a, an honest narrator in this show. No, and is Ford making him lie because they're setting everybody up? Yeah. Like, I think that that is where they need to go. I just think that 
he's taking them there to 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 destroy them. Yeah, potentially like, that's where Dolores is waiting. Yeah, to because kill this everyone. happens. This happens before we see the valley flooded and all the hosts there. So that event is has yet to come in in that timeline. Is it before? I think so. I thought it was after because the the guy that um the, they're with the guy that's kind of leading the the next military group was with them. Oh, was he there? Yeah, he was the one that the took other scars guard. Okay, yeah, that's true. I thought I thought this was after, but because the, the thing is like. Teddy and all those people, we saw their bodies, but we still haven't seen Dolores. So I think Dolores is still out there, even at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, now that yeah, now that you mentioned that, like, I'm not exactly sure. It's somewhere near the same time, it's, but, like... I, it's it's a big bowl of timeline. <laughs> so I can just... Uh, timelines are just a big bowl of spaghetti in this show. It, you know, th- this one has been really wild because... You know, season one, we don't, you know, we figure out through lots of clues, but it's never obvious exactly what's happening. Um, but man, this one, like they tell you everything, it's just with the same characters. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, yep. wait, it's Bernard, it's Bernard and Hale and, and you know, Gustav Skarsgård. And then what are they doing this time? I don't know where they are, you know? <laughs> when is now? When I don't know. is now? Uh, yeah, so like, I don't know if. Ford made Bernard say six or sixteen. If there's some crazy yeah. stuff going on, is is that the Valley Beyond? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And and and, and what does that mean? Like that. That's the th- so they've they've told us so much, right? They've told right. us so many things. Thank you, Westworld, for confirming lots of theories and for you know giving information. But man, they are still holding out the most sort of confusing part of this whole thing is what is the valley beyond what is the door why does what what key is inside peter abernathy and what is all this for why why is dolores taking her people there yeah it's it's really bizarre like i'm i have no idea what to make of of like they're giving us so many answers to questions this this season but there's still so many more questions they keep bringing up and making and creating I want to go back and watch. I think that I'm going to go before this next episode. I'm going to go back and watch the first episode of season two again. Right. And look at some, because like now all of it is different. Like I just, I just want to see it and try to picture like exactly what's going on with those timelines and how much that like, because now like basically for part of that, they should know that Bernard's a host maybe. Maybe I, I still think maybe that's the latest point we've seen this season. I, I yeah. think I think that Bernard has already woken up on the beach at that point because he doesn't have his glasses on. True. I think I think that that's post waking up on the beach, finding all the bodies in the water. Um, I think it's after he says that he kills them, and then like as they're trying to explore stuff, then they find out oh hey there's a room where mm-hmm. we found. DNA for Teresa. So when so when they go up and see the flooded valley, and Bernard says, "I I killed them," you know, or I did this. Yeah. That they don't figure out he's a host until after that. Is that what, is that what you're saying? That's what I think. I think that okay. the scene that we saw this week takes place after that. I think. 
I think I think that is I think that happens and then you have the scene where he reconnects with Hell and they're like, Do you know where Peter Abernathy yeah. is? Bernard? Yeah, I think I don't know Bernard. <laughs> I think that happens and then they find the room. I, th- I think I think that's the order of events. But honestly, that's just yeah. pure speculation. Like that totally could work, but at the same time, all those could be flipped around the opposite, and it would right. still work. It would. So here, so here's one of my thoughts, sort of theories about this is that that scene on the beach where Bernard wakes up in the sand, they are putting him through, like, um, not a simulation, but like they're a loop that they created, like the. Right. Uh, wake up, Bernard. We need your help, loop, because he's super disoriented. You know, like he's he's kind of freaking out. He doesn't know what's going on. Ooh, Stubbs makes that weird comment about oh, don't shoot the boss. You know, like it. It's just there's so many weird things that happen on the beach. Um, I just wonder okay. if they're putting him through that to get to get him to like rack his brain about what's going on. I like that theory. I think that's a pretty yeah. solid theory. I haven't it's thought kinda, about that, but I think that works. So, because at one point I wondered if that actually all happened in the cradle, and right. they put Bernard through that, but, but now the cradle's, the cradle's the blown cradle. up. Yeah, that it, not, it's not the cradle, but you know, can they still do some sort of control over Bernard because he is a host? Yeah, you know, can they like freeze all motor functions? Can they, you know, go to uh, analysis mode? Could they have just like dumped, like put him in analysis, dumped him on the beach, you know, reset something and like. Woken him up because because there's things you know. Elsie says that Bernard's memories are not in order; they're all there, but they're not in chronological order. And so he's having trouble remembering things correctly. And so I I don't know that that that's just my that's one of my thoughts is well, that's that they that's they're fair. all in on it. They all know he's a host. Then this is after this interrogation and after they go to the Valley Beyond. Or what you know, whatever, and, and all the hosts get flooded, and they need to figure out why why Ford Ford Bernard Ford Arnold did right. this. We've also so they got, they put him through that. Yeah, so. we've also got another missing Elsie now. By the way, I know. Yeah, he, she's gone. He she went to get the car in one direction you know? with Ford in his brain, and then they take off in the other direction. So yeah, we also don't okay. know where she's at again. Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. All the cool, all the crazy cool uses of reflections in this show yeah. with Ford have been really cool. That have been really cool shots. That's it's been a cool way to show that sort of dual nature of Bernard, of you know him warring with himself, and and literally you're watching Anthony Hopkins like in the mirror or in the glass or you know th- that shot of him shooting the gun and it flashing between them. Was like that was really great. Awesome! That was such a really cool great. shot. This this is why this show is so great because it has scenes like that where I'm like, man, this is just like perfect production, you know? Absolutely. Way to go! Way to go, Lisa Joy! Way to go! Oh, this was a great episode. It was it was a lot, it, and it was weird because it was again for the second week in a row is mostly in chronological order except for the beginning and the it, ending of the episode. It was, and somehow. Someone said this on a, a podcast or something that I read this week was, hey, you know what? This this episode was in chronological order, and now I'm more confused than if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did that happen? This should have been easier. Um, but uh, it was, it man, they've given me, like, I did not think that we would be here. Honestly, I thought that we would be to episode, where episode five kind of got us, five and six. 
I thought that was where we were going to end this season. Yeah. You know, like that, that waking up on the beach and where all these people went was going to be in season three, honestly. Yeah. Like that it was going to take all season to reset all this. Um, but they've, they've done a lot. So I'm glad because honestly, I would have been mad if we hadn't got far enough in season two. I mean, that's, that's a common season two. It's setting up to potentially leave the park for season three. And I kind of hope it does. I think, I think that some things need to leave the West world. Even if ever, like even if West world, the place is still a part of season three, some of these hosts need to leave, you know, that Ford Ford's thing needs to happen in some way. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So then that, okay. So, okay. Last question. Last train of thought. Sure. What's going to, what's going to happen? Like what is Ford's end game now? He's in Bernard. He's taking them to sector 16. What's he going to do after that, right? He's not going back to the cradle. Cradle's gone. Um, what, where, like, on one hand, he's, like, sort of liberated, but on the other hand, he's kind of stuck. I don't, I don't know what. So I, don't, I, can, I can't figure out if Ford is trying to be, like, the liberator of AI people or if he's just still playing some weird game that's good for Ford. Yeah. I can't decide if Ford wants to live forever in some way. Like he knows that he can't be a a humanoid host guy, Jim Delos forever. Well, he makes but, a weird, but what does he want to be? He, well, he makes a weird comment early in the episode where he compares himself to God. He says, mm-hmm. I don't think God rested on the seventh day, Bernard. I think he reveled in his creation, knowing someday it would be destroyed. And he's like kind of referring to himself with Westworld. So, I, yeah. I think he kind of, I don't know if he thinks he kind of wants to be like a, a the god of machines or something. Yeah, but like. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it almost made more sense when he was just in the cradle because he became the music. You know, he talks about that at, at the at the party when the journey into night narrative begins is, you know, that 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 Beethoven and all these great musicians, they just they don't they don't, you know, die. They just become the music. And that's made sense when he became basically like. Um, an app. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, he's iCloud Ford, you know? He, he's got your iCloud storage. Get the brand new the cra- iFord. That's right. iFord. Uh, he paid for the premium storage. You know, it's just <laughs> like, you know, I, but now it's like, I don't know what he's doing, you know? It, it, or is this just his last sort of, uh, his, his big finale is to drive Bernard to do this thing that he knows that Bernard can't do because he made Bernard... And Bernard is a—he's a sweet boy, you know. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I don't know. That—that's—that's that's the thing that—that—that that, that is what I keep going back and forth, and I can't—I just can't decide what Ford is up to. Um, I think so. trying to wrap your head around what's on Ford's mind is a fool's errand at this point. I have no <laughs> idea what's going through that man's yeah, mind. Yeah, and he speaks in all these all these eloquent riddles, and um, yeah, he's like yeah. he speaks almost like. In, like like he's a literary character. Yeah. Um, which is also funny. Also, this is like pretty far in the future. So like, I bet no one talks like that, right? Like Absolutely. hardly anyone speaks like this now in 2018, but this is in like 2053, 2052. Um, well, he's the only one in the show that does. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's all, there's always that one guy that loves, <laughs> that loves Shakespeare. Uh, I guess that continues to live on. So, um, yeah, what, uh, 
So what are you, what are you excited about? We've got three more episodes left. Well, I want to figure out like what Ghost Nation's purpose is. Like what's what's going on with them? I like I, we've seen some hints. Like obviously in season one, they were just these these kind of like scary, like savage people who would kill yeah. you and stuff. But now in season two, they're they're very complex. But we still don't really understand what's driving yeah. them. And so I, I'm really excited to kind of figure out what's going on with Ghost Nation. Yeah, so that that's going to be uh, next episode. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Ghost Nation episode. And so it seems like they're going to take sort of like a story, like they're going to sort of pause this story arc, and they're going to go sort of give us a history lesson in the next one, That sounds, which is going to be cool. I think it'll be good for context because I assume like yeah. we're going to need, we're going to need to understand ghost nation before the season's over. And, and so I'm, I'm pretty happy that we're going and I, to, and I have a, I have a, th- I have a th- just sort of a thought about them that they have been way more active in the last two seasons than we even understand. I think that's, you know, that's like, probably right. Like we don't see them that often. Um, but I think that they have been ever present so, yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's exciting stuff. Whew. that was that that was a wild episode. It was. It was a great episode. So yeah, thanks for thanks for watch for listening to watch this. That's funny to say. Um, we hope that you like Westworld. We love Westworld. Um, maybe you think that we're crazy. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have some even crazier theories. We want to know about them. John, how, how could people interact with us? Well, we are on Twitter and Instagram at watchthis underscore pod, watchthis underscore P-O-D. And you can also email us at podcastwatchthis at gmail.com. Yeah, so uh, we hope that you like this show. I hope that you're following along with Westworld. If you want to watch something else, we have previous episodes already where we watch season one of The Wire which was super great. Great show. We loved. Great show. Super good. I'm so glad that we started with The Wire. And um, speaking of Michael B. Jordan, I watched HBO has a movie called Fahrenheit 451 that I watched. Yeah. With Michael B. Jordan, where they set, it's in the future. Right, right. But it's the same idea, you know, about burning books. It was very good. Um, I am in the middle of reading that. I've actually never read the book. I am about, oh. I'm about halfway through it. And as soon as I finish the book, I'm going to watch the movie. So, yeah, you should finish the Ray Bradbury book and then watch this updated version of it. I will. It, I, want to know what, I want to know what you think about that. Maybe, maybe we'll do maybe, an episode about... Maybe we'll do a podcast yeah. about Fahrenheit 451. It was surprisingly good. Good. So, uh, so check that out. And we've got other exciting stuff coming up in the works as well for more shows. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, guys... As always, thanks for listening. Um, please subscribe. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. If you're listening, tell your friends, like, hey, you should listen right. to these guys <clears throat> talk about uh, Westworld or Don't Westworld alone. Or whatever else that we watch and talk about. Like, it would be great if you just tell people yeah. and subscribe and tell us, you know, leave us a comment. Leave us some feedback. Tell us what we can do better. Yeah, let us know. And so until then... Uh, Thanks for watching. This has been Watch This, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.